Jennifer. My wife, she was talking about, uh, she saw the movie poster for the new Quentin Tarantino movie, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it had uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt on it. And she made mention that Brad Pitt uh, didn't look as good as he normally does. And, uh, you know, he might be getting up there in age or something along those lines. I don't know. She was busting on my boy Brad. And uh, I was not having it, at least in my own head. I wasn't. I was like, this is crazy talk. And as it turns out, he's supposed to be playing a stunt double for Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie. Or at least that's what the trailer told me. So maybe that's why he's like looking a little more rugged is he's like, whatever. Anyway, it got me thinking about uh, like good looking people and how, you know, like (laughs) you would want to like, I can't imagine anyone given the chance, even if Bradley Pitt was at his worst, wouldn't want to look like that guy. Like, even if it were true which I don't believe that Brad Pitt was not looking good in that poster. Uh, Yeah, I would totally take that. I would be like, all right, man, let's roll with that and see what happens. If I knew that was... Anyway. But then that brought me to different... Like, if you could look like a a famous person, who would you want to look like? And I would say most people would say Brad Pitt right off Jump Street. And then I was thinking of George Clooney and... I started thinking about how I understand that George Clooney is a good-looking guy, but one thing that always weirded me out about him was that, like, his eyes, they look like they would eventually start to bulge out at some point. Like, at some point, he would just start getting to that age where things start to bulge out of you, and I feel like his eyes would start to bulge, and it started making me think of his eyelids trying to wrap over those gigantic eyeballs while they were uh, poking out of his head. And then it started making me think of Steve Buscemi. And then I realized something. George Clooney is the product of Steve Buscemi having had his teeth straightened as a young child. I feel like most people will hear what I just said and go, no, Steve Buscemi looks like Steve Buscemi. But... I think if the man had the straightest teeth and just that winning George Clooney smile, people would be like, wow, there's two George Clooney's in the world. Look at, and it's really just because of the eyes. Because I think he has the eyes, Steve Buscemi now, has has the eyes that George Clooney will soon grow into. His eyes will either start to biggin, the biggening will happen, or his head will start shrinking and his eyeballs will stay the same size. Somehow or another, Steve Buscemi and George Clooney will have identical eyeballs, is what I'm saying. And I really didn't get too much further than that. I guess, like, the new thing, people would, like, say maybe Chris Pratt. I don't think so, but I definitely, I never want to meet that guy, because if he's not anything other than my best friend in the whole world as soon as we meet, then I'm going to be disappointed. Chris Pratt seems like someone you would want to be friends with immediately. Like, he seems like he would just always, not just always have fun, because he doesn't seem like that kind of guy, but he would be like, I feel like you would just be sitting there and he'd be like, hey, what if this, what if we went and did 
this, whatever it is. And then whatever he said, as soon as he like broke broke the silence with, hey, what if the next thing that he's going to say is something that everyone's going to be in on? You're going to be like, yeah, Chris, of course we're going to do that. Chris, my friend Chris. Hey, Chris, sup? Let's go do that thing you just said. And that's it. Are there any other famous actors right now? I don't think so. Chris Pratt, Steve Buscemi, George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Who else even matters? No one. The Rock? No. No one's The Rock. There is No one wants to look like The Rock because there's not ever going to be another The Rock. Man, how cool is The Rock? Very cool. That new movie with him and... The mechanic, what is his name? Nope, the transporter. What is his name? Jason Statham. The bald man's hero. Everyone says that. I say everyone. I've heard people say that. They're like, he's the hero for balding men. I've never seen him and thought a balding guy. And apparently that's been happening since he was in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but never noticed it. Don't think he's a balding man's hero. I think that's David Cross, right? That's got to be. Hmm. Is there an action hero right now, really? Like, I feel like the closest thing that we have is The Rock. And the only reason I think of that is because that Rock and Jason Statham Fast and the Furious spinoff movie seems awesome. Like, it seems like it is something that we haven't had in a long time which is just an insane movie with just like it's mostly there to facilitate cool car chases cool one-liners and cool gunfights maybe some awesome explosions but the the explosions are what you're there for you're not there for the you're not there for the Quentin Tarantino-esque intense in-depth dialogue and conversation you're like all right Enough chitty chat. Let's get to the shooting. When are we going to drive a car onto a semi truck and then flip it sideways and then throw ourselves out of the ejector seat into a helicopter? We're not actually going to land in the helicopter. We're going to go through it. And as we're going through it, the pilot will look and be like, what? And I shoot him in the face. Well, not me. Whoever's starring in the movie. It could be me. You don't know. You don't know me like that. I could be an action star. He's shot in the face. I land on, I said me, so I guess it's me now. I land back on the truck that I flipped over, the semi-truck. Oh, look at that. You didn't see it before, but it's full of motorcycles. And I get on the motorcycle and I drive away. There's other stuff that happens, but you got to buy a ticket to see. And that's it. Done. Made a movie. I'm an action hero now. You did it. You did it, old chum DJ. You did it, you idiot. Ugh. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I was wrong. Everything I just said, who cares about that dumb movie I was talking about? The one with me, not the one with The Rock. Just watched John Wick, Chapter 3, the three-inning, whatever the one is called now. The new John Wick movie, man, I don't remember if I just wanted John Wick 2 to be good and the trailer looked good or not. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of John Wick 2. Uh, that was one of those, like, too much chit-chat. Like, I don't care. We're not here for the story, dudes. We're here for the gun, the guns. 
when are you going to shoot more guns? When are you going to do some more cool karate? When are you going to hit someone in the neck with your foot? But from an angle that no one expected. No one expected that foot to go to that neck in that way. And then, ba-bow, it's there. Too much of not that. Too much of this. Hey, there's a hotel or something. I don't even remember that movie. Who cares? The point is this. John Wick 3... I don't care if it's a good movie or not. It's already... What's the date today? I don't even remember when it comes out. It's Friday, March 22nd at 5.31 in the p.m. And I gotta tell you, John Wick 3 is already the best movie anyone's ever seen. Because he has asked a simple question. What do you need? And he looks at the man who asked that question and he says, Guns. Lots of guns. And then the next scene they show has that familiar green hue that you would recognize from the Matrix movies. And then there's karate happening and guns and motorcycles. And then Lawrence Fishburne is there. And then more green. And then there's a karate. A karate. There's a katana sword that is used to cut people while the man is still on a motorcycle. And he's shooting and he's cutting and he's doing cool stuff and he slices the tire and the motorcycle flips and there's more green again and then everyone is like, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. And I looked around to all the people that said it and it was no one because it was me sitting on my couch watching the trailer on my phone and I can't wait to see this movie. It will be better than any other. I have been wanting a Matrix sequel. The Matrix, the first Matrix is... One of my, maybe my all-time favorite movie, like, it was the movie that, I don't know, I don't know if I saw that or The Sixth Sense first, but I know I saw them close to each other, or at least in my memory, I saw them near each other. They probably came out way different, way different times, but I remember coming out of both of those movies uh, feeling pretty close to the same way, which was dumbstruck, dumbstruck. Like, I came out of The Sixth Sense being like, whoa, like, that movie, I don't know if the people that said it to me after The Sixth Sense were like, the people that were like, I knew from the very beginning he was dead, uh, and, but I didn't know. Like, that movie worked on me perfectly. I was like, did not see it coming, was like, taken aback, clutched my pearls, lost my breath, all of it happened. I couldn't believe it. In The Matrix did something very similar to me because I did not know what to expect at all. Like, I didn't... Like, at the very beginning, when Trinity is running away from the agent and she gets to the phone and then it hits, the guy is in the the big armored truck and he runs at the phone, or he drives to the phone and he hits it and it's... You're like, she's dead. And then he goes and looks and she's gone. And I was like, she got away. Did not know at that time that she had gotten away into the Matrix. Because why would you ever even think about that? It was the 90s still when that movie came out. The 90s. I'm pretty sure it was 1999 when that movie came out. The internet was like nothing. Nothing. It had existed for a second. So no one thought of like, oh yeah, the digitally went into a phone somehow. No. And by the time that movie was over and I left out of there... I was just looking around like, could this all be what I just saw? Was this the Matrix telling me what it is? Was it telling us all that it's been here the whole time and we're so dumb that we don't even recognize the Matrix is a thing? 
It can tell us it exists, and we're all like, ha ha, great story, bro. Anyway, gonna go and eat my steak. Gonna go and eat my delicious steak, even though I know it's not real. And that's what The Matrix did for me. And now John Wick 3 is happening, and it's got at least just, just homages to The Matrix, and man... I love a good like to me a good not a good head a good nod to a movie uh which you know think what you want about Quentin Tarantino like I think he does good homages and good like nods to genres and to movies that he loves but seeing that I really think that I I I, I liken it to a really good cover of a song like, if you hear a song that you love, and it's covered, and it's also very good, uh, that, to me, is the best. There is nothing better than a song you love being covered in a way that you know the band that's covering the song loves the song as much as you do, and has, like, a really cool take on it, and is just... <sighs> and... I like the idea of Keanu Reeves winking directly, just sticking his head out of the TV and winking right at me and being like, yep, it's exactly what you think it is. And then says lots of guns and then lots of guns appear. And then he's in the Matrix again, except his name's John Wick this time and he's got long hair. Oh, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I don't think I saw any of the John Wick movies in theaters, but John Wick 3, believe in your heart. I might even buy a front row ticket. I can't remember the last time I sat in the front row, but I might need to see all of that first before anybody else gets in the theater gets to see it. That light is going to hit me first. Because that's how I live my life. One petty movie watch at a time. Because I am the pettiest person you will ever meet. Probably not, but I'm definitely up there. Like, especially overtly petty, because I will tell you to my tell you to your face that pettiness is about to occur and you'll laugh like this. Ha 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 ha. And in the middle of your laugh, I'll already be just deep into the pettiness and you'll be like, wait. That's just people say that to be uh disarming. They don't do that to be real. Oh, I'm real as hell. Ask anybody. Maybe not anybody, but Anybody that knows me well would say, yeah, he's petty. He's not a jerk about it, but he is, but he's not. Well, who knows? What would they say? I don't know. Maybe one day I will uh, have Beth on this podcast, and she will be like, oof, yeah, he is petty, and... But, Whatever. Well, in the interest of keeping these short, I'm going to end this now and uh, let me know because uh, this one may or may not ever make it out. But who knows? I might be like, huh, this might be the only episode. We'll call it DJ Talks About the Matrix for five minutes and then that'll be it. Grand opening, grand closing. And I'll have Jay-Z there and he'll cut the ribbon and I'll be like, thanks. Thanks, Sean Carter. Uh, You're my favorite. I loved... Hard Knock Life album, that was the first album that I listened to from the front to the back, and I appreciate you making it so that I could hear it. Thank you, Sean. And he would say, hey, no problem. And then he would put his hand on my shoulder and be like, 
Here's a dollar. I'd be like, thank you. I don't know why he'd give me a dollar, but I would take it and I would frame it. Like, Sean Carter touched this and gave it to me, and I don't know why. Anyway, thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. I will see you next time. Goodbye.